Warm welcome to the Hour Radio Podcast. The Hour Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. Today's podcast is with Abby Booth from Stories With Clothes. In this podcast, Abby asked the question, what is sustainable fashion? Does it mean being beige and neutral? And uh, can fast fashion continue at the current pace? Abby talks about all this and much more in today's Stories With Clothes. Good afternoon, it's Abby from Stories With Clothes, uplifting personal stylist. Welcome to July's show all about sustainable fashion. Now this is a huge subject that often puts people off because it's a bit of a minefield and so I think often people don't even start exploring what it is and how they can have an impact on it because it's just too big a subject. So what is sustainable fashion? What is sustainability? What does it mean? So a lot of my clients are quite nervous of even considering sustainable brands because they think they um, they think they're going to look very beige and very neutral. And my job as a personal stylist is really to try and encourage people to look at different ways of being sustainable. It's not all about what you buy at all. It's about how you use your existing clothes. So I want to talk about that today and share with you some of the things that I've learned from doing sustainability and fashion course with the London College of Style where where I also teach it's been really eye-opening and some of the things I did know and a lot of the things I had no idea about so some of the impacts that the fashion industry has on the planet and the people around us were quite frightening actually and it's really made me think about the way that I work and the way that I function in my business but also the way that I live my life and what I talk to my family and my children about. So it's had a really, really big impact on me. So I want to share some of the things I've learned with you in the hope that it might encourage you, and I'm sure some of you are already doing amazing things out there, but encourage you just to look at the way that you buy fashion, interact with fashion and style and your clothes, because there's lots of things that we can do. And they seem quite small, but if we all did two or three of these small things, overall it would have a really huge impact so let's talk about sustainability in fashion sustainable fashion so it's all about the people and that might be the people who produce the fabrics or the fibers that make the fabrics it may be the people that make clothes in the factories it may be the people that drive um, the lorries to produce to, to take the fabrics to the factories and so it's everybody involved in the process so we know that some of those people haven't always in the past and probably still now, sadly, don't get treated particularly well. When the Rana Plaza disaster happened a few years ago, lots of brands simply didn't know or didn't take ownership of the fact that they just didn't know what their manufacturing process was. They just bought X from somewhere and didn't know or at the time didn't care about what was happening there. 
And that really opened everyone's eyes to some of the realities and the horrors that these people were facing every day, being locked into factories so that they finished their hours. So if there was a fire or a disaster, they couldn't physically get out. And however much I love style and fashion, I do not want to be wearing something that has a story like that to it, as I'm sure any of us don't. So there was a big campaign called Who Makes My Clothes? And I think this has been brilliant in opening people's eyes to the reality of who these people are. You know, everybody has a story. Everybody has a background, has a family, you know, has something they want to achieve in their life. And if they're being paid peanuts and working in horrendous conditions for the sake of us and our £4 T-shirt, you know, that isn't a great thing. So that leads on to the next aspect of sustainability, which is the planet. So everything that we do as humans has an impact on the planet. And even with sustainable fashion and organic cottons and, you know, better ways of doing things and production processes. And there are some great innovations out there from lots of brands, but even that does have an impact. So it's about doing these things that have less of an impact. So it's not about it being perfect and having no impact, but it's about reducing that impact or doing things in an alternative way that has less impact, less danger to the environment, to the people within it. And then lastly, it that leads me on to profit. So, you know, it's okay to have a business that wants to make a profit, but it's when that profit starts to overtake the other two aspects, planet and people, and that's where the problems, the danger lies. So fast fashion has become all about that quick buck that quick profit so it's about turning over trends really really quickly creating that need and desire for new 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 all the time and it's the pace of it as well so it's about turning around trends and you know inspiration that brands have seen turning it around incredibly quickly you know i think zara's process is within two weeks and then creating that need amongst the consumer so the, as consumers, we do have a responsibility, but we've got very used to this quick pace of turnaround and that need for new all the time. That has actually just become normality now. And this is where, you know, it's had a really big impact on the way that people work because it's come back down to cost and everything's been drilled back. So if you pick up an item somewhere and it's so cheap that you can't believe it's that cheap, then question why it's that cheap because someone somewhere along the lines has paid for it whether it's in terms of their working conditions or their pay or lack thereof and you know like we said earlier I don't think any of us want to be a part of that so we need we need to take ownership as consumers you know we need to be part of this and we need to teach brands you know what is important to us as consumers and it can't you know fast fashion can't continue at this pace because we'll literally destruct everything within it. And I've got some facts to share with you, some of which you may know about, some of which you may find quite frightening, as I know I did. So lots of the challenges that come up when I talk to clients or other people about it is, well, can I do it? Will it actually make a difference? Well, isn't it so damaged now that really what's the point? Is sustainable fashion expensive? Or I like buying new stuff. I like the feeling it gives me. So let's look at and explore some of some of those, you know, so can I do it? Yes, you can. We can all do small things. And that's what this show really is about today. It's about doing small 
changes that can have a big impact. So if you make some of these changes and explore and experiment some of these things, you may be able to share it with your friends and family. And if they take on one or two of those things and they share it with theirs, you can see how it quickly spirals and goes outwards and outwards and outwards. And that's what we need to happen. So I want to share with you some of the statistics that I learned. A couple of these I knew because I wrote an article about denim and cotton production a couple of years ago. Um, but I've picked out these five facts because I think these make it very, very real for us. So these come from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. So you can have a look online if you want to have a look at more statistics. So every year, the fashion industry uses 93 billion cubic metres of water. So I'm not great at measurements, but this is what it means. That is enough water to meet the consumption needs of 5 million people. OK, that's a lot of water. OK, about 20% of wastewater worldwide comes from fabric dyeing and treatments of fabrics. So that's another big number. Of the total... Fibre input used for clothing, 87% of it is incinerated, so that's burnt, so obviously that's releasing not very nice stuff into the environment, or disposed of in landfill. So if some of that content is plastics, it's not going anywhere, ever, and it's just in landfill. So the fashion industry is responsible for 10% of annual global carbon emissions. So 10% doesn't sound like an awful lot, but let me again put that into context. That is more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. What? That, I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? That That's one of those facts that I was like, no, I can't get my head around that. More than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. Okay, if it continues at this pace... The fashion industry's greenhouse gas emissions will surge more than 50% by 2030. Okay, so that's less than 10 years and that's a huge increase from 10 to 50%. So this is why we need to start making these changes now. Um, every year, half a million tonnes of plastic microfibers are dumped into the ocean. So that comes from you know, wastewater when we're washing our clothes. That's the equivalent of 50 billion plastic bottles. So I think that's quite a good visual aid. So if you imagine 50 billion plastic bottles all jumbling around in the ocean, that's not good. So microfibers, these are the tiny, tiny little bits of plastic that you can't see when we wash our plastic clothes. They can't be extracted from the water. So once they're in, they're in. And then obviously... They can spread through the food chain because you've got fish eating it, other animals eating them, etc. So you can see again how that starts to move outward and it will eventually come back and bite us on the bottom, which will probably serve us right, to be honest. But we can do something about these things. OK, we can all start to do these things. We can make changes. So what can I do? What can we do? For a start, we can wear more of what we already own. So if we stop buying fast fashion or just perhaps reduce it down, if you love it and you find it really difficult to imagine stop buying, perhaps just reduce down what you buy initially. So just slow it down or make a commitment to not buy anything new for a month and then see if you can extend it to two months. So see if you can see if you can do that. Start exploring what you already own. So open up those wardrobe doors, have a good rummage, have a play. Can you repair some of those things? 
Can you reuse if you add some new buttons? Could you do some tailoring or some adjustments? Take up the hem, you know, lengthen the sleeves, tailor the jacket, take it to a dry cleaners, tailor, dressmaker, your mum if they're good at sewing as, as my mum is, thank goodness. But some of these changes can be quite impactful. So if you've got a little jacket that you really like and you can tailor it so that it really fits beautifully, you can elevate the look of that jacket. So it might be quite you know, quite an inexpensive piece, but just a few simple adjustments can actually make it fit much better and therefore look more expensive, fit you perfectly, and then you've got a piece that has longevity to it. And that's what we want. We want pieces that have longevity and timelessness that we can reuse and love wearing every single time. We want to have fun with our style and fashion. That's what style and fashion is all about. It's about having fun. It's about feeling fabulous. So have a bit of fun with it. Just allow yourself perhaps an hour on a Sunday with a cup of coffee and go through your wardrobe. I've got lots of blogs on my website, storagewithclothes.com, if you want to get inspired. Make sure that if you're getting rid of pieces and you're having a clear out editing, that you dispose of those items responsibly. Don't just chuck it in the bin because that will end up in landfill. Make sure that you take it to a charity shop or you could resell it. You, know, you can monetize the pieces that you no longer want to own. Maybe you could give it to a friend or family member. So again, have a look at some of my blogs on the website or over on my social channels for inspiration on how to do this. So let's have a look at fabrics. So fabrics, again, is a big subject. And I think a lot of us have lost the art of understanding what fabrics are, where they come from, what it costs to produce them. So, you know, this, this is a really big subject and one I haven't got time to discuss every fabric under the sun. But again, natural fibres, cotton, linen, silk, you know, are lovely and they are breathable and they are natural. But there is still an impact to the environment in producing them. So don't just think because they're natural fibres, there is no impact because we've still got to produce them. Cotton takes a lot of water to produce. So it has to be watered a lot and then... In the production process, it uses an awful lot of water. So obviously denim is made from cotton. And you imagine, I don't know if you've ever seen a cotton plant, but it looks a bit like um, cotton wool, for want of a better description. I mean, it is cotton. But that, that gets produced into denim. And obviously that looks like a really different thing. It's, you know, blue for a start. So there's dyes involved. So again, impact. And it does take a lot of water to produce. Organic water, cotton rather, actually takes... Uh, produce, um, uses more water to produce than non-organic. So you see, there is impact in everything we do, but it's just, there isn't necessarily a right or wrong. It's almost choosing the lesser of two evils, like I said earlier. But one thing I really want people to understand is that polyester is plastic. Okay, polyester has really come on. You know, it is a, quite a cleverly produced fabric. You know, it's one that's become readily available. It's in all of our wardrobes but it is ultimately plastic. So every time we wash those plastic items, those microfibers that I talked to you about earlier get released back into the water system. And that happens every time we wash them. So it's kind of, you know, we, we don't see those things happening because the microfibers are so tiny, but they are there. It is happening. Okay, but there's a really simple way to reduce the impact of that for one thing. So you can buy something called a guppy bag. What a brilliant name. Available from loads of different retailers. I bought mine from Reformation. They're available from Patagonia, which is a sustainable brand. 
sea salt, Amazon even, you know, they're, they're, it's available everywhere in lots of different places. They're about £25. And what you do is you put your plastic fibres, uh, your plastic clothing into that bag before you put it in the washing machine. And that bag collects those microfibres. So it doesn't release them out into the into the water system. So it's a really simple way of being sustainable. So you can see, yes, sustainable fashion is complicated. It's complex. It's a big subject. There's lots of different facets and areas to it. But we could just do one of those things and it will have an impact. So teach your children about this. If you've got children or family members, teach them about what polyester is. If they're buying from fast fashion retailers, you know, teach them about cost and value and the supply chain. You know, I talked to my daughter about it last year and she was continually ordering from fast fashion. You know, it was locked down. I think it was making her feel good. And I wanted to have a conversation with her about it because she kept saying, wow, look at this, it's only four pounds. And it was a bikini. And I was like, how can you produce a bikini for four pounds? Actually, a bikini, like lingerie, is really complex to produce if it's produced well. There's lots of different parts to it. You know, it takes skill to produce something like that. And we sat down and had the conversation that actually, if it's that cheap, then someone is paying for it. And it's not her because she's only paying £4. So it's someone is not being paid enough. And she was really upset by this and quite angry with me, I think, for pointing it out to her. But I think she just needed to go away and consider it in her own time. And she made the choice to buy pre-loved so second hand. So she started to look at charity shops and asked me to take her. I've shopped in charity shops since I was about 14. So I'm quite tall and I never found styles to um, to fit me. It was before tall ranges came along. And um, so that was a joy for me because she hasn't got much money. You know, it's just what she earns from her pocket money and things like that. So actually it suited her budget more and she could buy better brands. So she started to get interested in brands and then she started to find British brands, you know, old British brands that she found in charity shops like Jaeger and things like that, which, you know, where the quality was very good. And she was like, wow, this feels amazing. And it taught her so much about fabrics and value and longevity and something that looks and feels beautiful and how much more you cherish it. So a really valuable lesson there. So, you know, maybe just have a conversation with the people around you and and see if you can impact on the way that they buy their their clothes and the way that they feel about them you know the way that we feel about our clothes is so ingrained in us you know we have an emotional connection to our clothes of course we do we have to put them on every day you know they touch our skin they're so close to us so why not have pieces on your skin that you that you just feel incredible in you in and that you adore wearing you know that's what this is about if you have less pieces it doesn't mean you're less stylish no, it really doesn't. Less clothes does not mean less outfits. It just means that you make everything that you own work harder for you. And it's such a better way of doing it. So yes, of course, if you like to buy new pieces or you want to explore sustainable brands, then by all means do. So you can, you know, you can look at um, an, an app called Good On You. So a Good On You, it's called. And that will tell you how sustainable a brand, a brand really is. It gives them a rating so if you come across a brand that tells you it's sustainable, you can have a look on there and actually find out for yourself if it really is. So, you know, be mindful of that. There are some really big fast fashion brands that are very, very good and effective at greenwashing. 
And greenwashing is something I've spoken to my daughter about. And she was quite furious when she discovered this was happening. And greenwashing is all about a brand telling you that they're doing sustainable things or buying sustainable fabrics. And really, they might just be for a very small edit of their whole collection because it kind of ticks boxes. And I think we're so beyond just ticking boxes. So there's still a cost to marketing something that isn't true. So why not put that money into something that actually is true and has longevity and, you know, actually isn't lying to your to your customers? Um, so, yeah, th that again, this is a really big subject. If it's not something you've come across before, just type greenwashing into Google and you'll discover it's really quite sad. But there are lots of other ways. So if you like buying clothes and you enjoy that, then consider charity shops swapping with your friends. You know, vintage, have a look around some vintage shops, dress agencies. You can look at hiring, renting and loaning. It's not just about buying new. And don't think of loaning clothes as just something you do for a special occasion. It really isn't. You can do it for the everyday. I've been trialling a brand called On Loan. I'm not being paid by them. But it's something I came across and wanted to explore myself. There's others out there, Her, H-U-R-R, -R, they uh, are at Selfridges. They also have a website. My wardrobe HQ that Carrie Johnson used for many of her outfits for um, the G7 Summit recently, many of her clothes that she wore were rented. So we can all do it. It doesn't necessarily need to be because we're going to a G7 Summit. You know, the, the pieces I loaned uh, were four items over a month. And then the next month, I'll, I will get um, four different pieces. So they're from brands that I wouldn't probably buy myself. I wouldn't be able to afford to buy. So it's brilliant because it gets me exploring different brands. So it means I'm looking at different brands, different fabrics, different ways of construction, but without buying new. So really, really worthwhile exploring all of these different options. So, you know, eventually there, you know, there are new fabrics coming through such as apple and pineapple leather i mean how cool is that i would so love to wear a pair of shoes made from apple leather or pineapple leather um but it is expensive at the moment because it's still an innovative product and they're still exploring ways of producing it but it's really exciting you know it's it's a really exciting time to get interested in sustainable fashion so we can look at um washing clothes less often you know, hanging things out to dry. We don't need to wash them all the time. We might just um, spot wash the item, uh, the, the section that's dirty, and then just hang it out. Air drying is very effective. It can really freshen up pieces for you. So don't always think you have to wash items. I do have um, blogs about looking after denim as well. You definitely don't need to wash denim. You know, cotton's obviously a natural fibre, and every time you wash it, you heat it up, and it won't go back into the same shape as it was before. So have a look on my website again. I've got a blog all about that, and um, there's some quite interesting and innovative ways of looking after your denim. So you can see, once you start to explore, it's actually quite exciting. But if you know, if you just do one or two things, it will still have an impact, a positive impact. So my, you know, real call to action really is just try it. Just try one or two things and see how it feels and then progress from there. If you've got any questions or you want to know anything else, please do drop me a line. My name's Abby. It's Stories with Clothes. It's been lovely to talk to you and I'll speak to you next month. Bye for now. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team 
at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies.